Lakers over the Kings, 115-94, to the final score. Lakers now 31-18 and on the season, right in the thick of that Western Conference. Certainly, Lakers got some uh, tough games coming up here, uh, but a good start to the month of April for the Lake Show. We know they got another big one coming up against the uh, Clippers coming up on Sunday. Uh, 877-710-ESPN. If you got some thoughts on tonight's Lakers game, if you want to talk about Kuzma going off for 30 points, if you want to talk about KCP with 13 and 10 or Dennis Schroeder 17 and 8, uh, a lot of a lot of not just individual highlights, but from a team perspective, um, a lot to get into. I, I did mention this right as we got started about the Lakers shooting. You got a night where you hit 17 of 33 from the three point line. You're going to beat a lot of teams in the NBA, let alone the Sacramento Kings, who are now four or five games, I think uh, five games below 500. Um, you'll take down a lot of teams if you're that successful from the three-point line. And if you're missing your threes and you're struggling from the outside, it's going to be a, a tough putt like it was against the Milwaukee Bucks. But if you're the Lakers, you don't really care how you get these wins. You just want, you know, Kuzma said it perfect right there. Kuzma was talking about how um, they, they just want to win. They just want to Without LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they just want to show, I mean, that they could be effective from the three-point line because threes are going to be something that the Lakers are depending on if LBJ and AD are not in the lineup or whether they are in the lineup. Of course, the type of three that you're going to take, um, the quality of shot that you're going to take, that's all going to improve when LeBron James and Anthony Davis come back. Um, but this is a good win for this crew, this crew, this specific team. Um, you know, we had so much hype over the last week. The trade deadline, the buyout market, what are the Lakers going to do? They end up with Andre Drummond. And, you know, I know I hyped up uh, that game on Wednesday against the Milwaukee Bucks as if the Lakers just got Akeem Olajuwon. Okay, maybe I got <laughs> I got a little too hyped up. But the reality is this. We've been talking so much about what the Lakers don't have. We've been talking so much about the trade deadline. We've been talking so much about Andre Drummond coming in to be the be with the Lakers. I'm sure a lot of these players that performed tonight, I don't want to say they took it personal, but you have to imagine they're sitting back and saying, guys, can, can we gather up a W amongst the crew that we have? We don't know when AD's coming back. We don't know when LeBron's coming back. We just learned Andre Drummond's going to be day-to-day. Can we figure out how to get a W with this crew? It's not the first win they've had without LeBron and Anthony Davis. We know they beat the Orlando Magic. They beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. But each one of these games become so tough. I I, I say this from a fan perspective. Do you really care how they win right now? You don't. But this was a good win for these guys, specifically these players. And I thought uh, it could be something that they build on. Um, it's a completely different game coming up on Sunday. It's a completely different game when you're going up against you know, one of the top-tier teams in the Western Conference, which I can't even describe the Clippers. I think Michael said it best, Jekyll and Hyde. One night you look at them and you're like, wow, it's a really good team. Next night you look at them and you're like, how's this team? They're not going past the second round again. So um, that's kind of the back and forth that you have with the Clippers. But a few things that I saw, and I'm going to read off a couple tweets here that, that stood out to me. Um, Al, in, uh, Al on Twitter, this was a very important win, especially how they won. They have to beat teams like Sacramento because they'll be more than likely not win games against the upper-tier upper teams. Winning games like this at least gives them a shot at keeping their heads above water and confidence. So what Al is mentioning there is this is the schedule that the Lakers got in front of them. In front of them, it's very simple. you got tough games coming up 
in April, this stretch, if LeBron James and Anthony Davis were on the roster, plus Andre Drummond, it, it was already going to be a tough stretch. It was already going to be, in my opinion, your toughest month of the season, especially as you're kind of prepping here for the, the, the postseason. Well, now you don't have those two players. You still got the Clippers coming up, Miami, Brooklyn, New York, Charlotte, and Toronto. That's part of this seven-game road trip, one off the, uh, I know they got Sacramento, or I know they got the Clippers at Staples Center. I know it's kind of weird here, but uh, bottom line, it's a seven-game road trip. And then after that, you got Boston, two games against the Jazz, two games against the Dallas Mavericks, three more games that I think are winnable for the Lakers, two of them on the road, Orlando, Washington, Sacramento. That's April for you. So every game on the schedule that Caruso, KCP, Kyle Kuzma, Markeith Morris, Montrezl, every game those guys can gain confidence is not only important for the month of April, it could be more important for the month of May when the Lakers are in the playoffs, when they're in the postseason. It could be important for June when they're um, four or five games into that first round. So games like this, I know we could look at them and 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 think that, okay, well, this is not that significant. It's not that big of a deal. I thought it was a big deal. Uh, one of the other things to point out, Lakers defense. So I don't know if you guys knew this coming into the game. De'Aaron Fox was averaging close to 30 points in the month of March. Um, Spectrum put up a stat during the game and just kind of showed the scoring leaders in the month of March. De'Aaron Fox, I want to say, was second, something along those lines. Against uh, the Lakers tonight, De'Aaron Fox was 5 of 20 from the field, only had 12 points. Okay, what about Buddy Heald? Buddy Heald in that last game against the Lakers, he went off. I think he had 29 points in that last game on March 3rd. Buddy Heald, 3 of 11, 1 of 9 from the three-point line, 7 points. If you'd have told me the backcourt for the um, for the Sacramento Kings would have 19 points total, would go 1 of 13 from the three-point line, would shoot 8 of 31 from the field. I mean, that's as good as a defensive performance you're going to have from the Lakers, and they obviously got it done tonight. Now, you know, Harrison Barnes had 26, but I think 22 of them came in the first half. So it's not like he was impactful after the first half, and he only shot. He only took 10 shots. It was 9 of 10 from the field. Michael kept talking about how efficient it is uh, how efficient it was from uh, Harrison Barnes to have that many points with that little um, amount of shots taken. But overall for the Lakers, I did like how they clamped down on the defensive side, only gave up 18 points in the fourth quarter, only gave up 23 points in the third quarter. And I mentioned this when I did my halftime report that it was great. You know, Lakers were up 12. That was fantastic. But if they could lock down on defense in the second half, this wasn't going to be a game. It just wasn't because they were clicking on all cylinders on offense. The ball was moving, a ton of assists. Gasol was hitting threes. Markeith was hitting threes. Dennis Schroeder was hitting threes. Kuzma was hitting threes. Everybody had their um, had their impact in this game, and I thought uh, certainly in that brief period in that second half where the Lakers clamped down on defense, they gave Sacramento, uh, they gave them no life, and I, and I think that's the one thing that stood out to me. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about the Lakers' offense, how great they were on the offensive end, but defensively for the Lakers, they were fantastic. Let's do this when we come back. Your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. Marcus Gasol, who was thrown back into the starting lineup, how weird has it been for him, uh, was out, COVID, uh, you know, obviously 19 uh, protocols, and then comes back, and then Andre Drummond, now part of the Lakers, he 
does not start in the last game. Andre Drummond gets a start, and then he's asked to start in this one with Andre Drummond being out. He had five points. He had nine rebounds. He had six assists. We'll get Gasol's thoughts on the Lakers. 115-94 victory. We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is going to be one of the last teams that they play with a losing record, and here's a steal by the Lakers ahead to Kuzma on the other end. Kuz takes it right to the hoop and powers it up and in. Nice shot. And the Lakers are on the board, and we're tied at two. That was Mark Gasol with the steal for the Lakers. Kuzma with the uh, with the bucket. 115-94 Lakers over the Kings. A defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance, and only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit SaveWithAdrianas.com today. Adriana's Insurance. More options, no contracts, just savings. I mentioned Marcus Gasol, and I want to stay on uh, Marcus Gasol for a quick second here uh, before I get to his uh, post-game presser. Five points, nine rebounds, six assists. Asked to come back into the starting lineup. This is obviously going to be temporary. Eventually, Andre Drummond, who's day-to-day right now, we'll see if he plays against the Clippers. Coach mentioned that uh, there's no word yet. Um, but uh, I'm sure if he doesn't go against the Clippers, we'll be a part of this seven-game road trip at some point. Uh, let's get Gasol's thoughts on the Lakers' 21-point win over the Sacramento Kings. Hey, Mark, I want to start with tonight's game. Uh, you missed the previous game on uh, March 3rd at Sacramento. And uh, just wondered how you organized things defensively, what you thought of the pressure from the guards, you coming out to help on Fox, on Buddy. It seemed like you guys were really impactful on, on them uh, on the perimeter all evening. Yeah, I thought that, you know, we did a pretty good job of communicating and uh, and listening and, uh, and and trying to execute the schemes. I thought everybody was on the same page. Um, you know, we had three, four, five guys every time defensively, um, you know, talking to each other, helping each other. Um, that makes the game a lot more fun. And Mark, could you just take us through the last couple of days since, you know, Drummond signed and Frank said he spoke to you and then, you know, the toe when you're playing in the fourth quarter, Frank's talking about how well you're playing. Now you're starting. How has this whole week plus uh, gone for you? The way it looks, how, you know, it's just things get thrown at you and, uh, and you have to adapt um, as quick as possible. And, uh, and as you can imagine, it's, it's just, you know, uh, it is what it is. Hey, Mark. Um, when they when they told when Frank spoke to you about what was happening, and he told you, you know, we're still going to need you. We need you to be ready. Um, what was your reaction to that initially? And did you think, I mean, in your mind, could you have thought that ready would have meant, you know, in the fourth quarter of, the, of Andre's first game and and back in the starting lineup the next? Um, time? You know, private conversations. Um, you know, are meant. <laughs> To remain private, I think, uh, if it can go word by word on uh, what uh, we spoke um, on that meeting, um, but it's it's life. Um, you know, you 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 know things change and you have to adapt as fast as possible. Um, when I uh, sign uh, with the team, uh, it was to contribute uh, 
to help the team, especially the the two guys, the two main guys, to to help their games and uh, and accomplish uh, you know uh, their goals, which are win another championship. Um, you know, so um, I don't think that has changed. I was just going to follow up to be clear that that hasn't changed. You still want to be with this team through the rest of the year? Um, you know, things can change quickly in the NBA, just have, as they has cha have changed for me. Um, but, you know, I, I'm committed to to this team. It's, you know, it's it's a hard pill, pill to swallow um, because I know that I'm going to be out of the lineup um, at some point. And, uh, and, and that's just, you know, it's, it's never easy on a player. Uh, you always, you know, as a basketball player, you want to play, you want to contribute, especially, you know, when you made that commitment for that reason. Um, but um, we'll see. Kyle. Hey, Mark. Um, one thing Frank has said consistently is, um, you know, the Lakers are going to need all the players and, and specifically to the centers. You're going to need all three centers for, for different matchups, depending on, um, you know, what, what is needed. Do you do you feel the validity of that? Do you see um, your use in that way, and do you kind of have belief that your time, especially in playoff matchups, potentially will come? Um, I think there's an asterisk to that. I think there's an if if they need you, and and, and it's a big if, and then you have to, you know, depend. You know, you're not plan A right now. Um, you you plan uh, C D, and uh, and 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 that's not like I said. You know, you have to accept it because that's your job and that's what you sign up to do. But it's never easy to accept that, um, especially when you ask if you've done something wrong, when you try to do um, everything for the team, you don't care. Obviously, uh, I think that's pretty obvious. I don't care much about my stats and uh, the shots that I get or rebound that I get. I try to do box my guy out or make the next play and help everybody, everyone out. Uh, so um, it's not easy, it's, but it's life. You have to adapt. It's, you know, it, like I said, you. Either you take it as a challenge or, or you move on. All right, we have time for one more. Let's go to Dave. Mark, it's good to see you. There was a point earlier in the year when I think you guys lost in Detroit and Frank made some lineup adjustments and another one of the guys that you came in with this summer, Wes Matthews, uh, found himself out of the rotation. And Wes was a, uh, very complimentary of you the other night and asked about your contributions and, and I'm just wondering, is there any kinship um, that, that you guys maybe can, can bond on in this? You came in together and, you know, recognize that there's going to be times when you're playing, times when you're not. That's what happens on, uh, on, on deep teams. You know, you're going to have talent, um, veteran talent that doesn't play. Uh, it's, um, it happens. All right, interesting comments there from Marcus Gasol. 115-94 Lakers over the Kings. Um, I guess I'm not too surprised. Marcus All came, uh, joined the Lakers with the thought that he's going to be obviously a big contributor, uh, starter for the Lakers. And all we've talked about for the last one month is, are the Lakers going to get Andre Drummond? They end up with Andre Drummond. And you could tell by his voice and conversations he's probably had with the Lakers, yeah, his role's obviously going to significantly change. Um, even kind of kept it a little, you know, the question mark there of we'll see what happens as far as even him you know, obviously on this team, I'm not, you know, obviously saying that he's not going to be here, but like he mentioned, you never know, things can change. My hope is, and Michael and I talked about this before uh, the Lakers played the Bucks, that this is an incredible opportunity for Gasol. Contribute as best as you can. Even if you're not on this Lakers team after this season, go try to win an NBA championship. Your money's still guaranteed, and uh, 
you know, obviously his contributions. We'll see if it changes as uh, as the season progresses. Lakers over the Kings, 115-94, the final score. Uh, let's continue this conversation. also want to look at uh, what the Lakers got coming up in the schedule, like I mentioned, and I want to keep harping on this Marcus Gasol part, uh, and we'll also get a chance to hear from Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Lakers over the Kings, 115-94. This is the Pizza Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Lakers over the Sacramento Kings, 115-94, the final score. Points in the paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct, high-quality Vista Paint products. A Vista Paint team member will show you how locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956. Vista Paint, Lakers 46-44 to over the Kings in the paint. How about Marc Gasol? I'm going to read off this quote here, and we just got a chance to listen to him. It's a hard pill to swallow because I know I'm going to be out of this lineup at some point. Um, man, I tell you what, this is the first time we've got a chance to hear from Gasol since Andre Drummond obviously joined the Lakers. And I think this is going to make the postgame interview with Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. It's going to be interesting because I'm, I'm sure this is going to be a question that comes up that he addresses. And um, I'll, I'll just say this. It's a good problem to have if you're a Laker fan. Maybe individually, there's going to be certain players on here. I've even heard Markeith Morris talk about it. Um, you want to play. And when you're on a championship team, you have to make sacrifices. Part of those sacrifices are if you got a chance to improve your roster before the trade deadline or before the buyout market, you got to do it. And the Lakers getting Andre Drummond, it helps this Lakers team. It hurts Marcus Gasol individually. Uh, but obviously to win an NBA championship, it's about the team. Let's take a listen to Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, get his thoughts not just on the win, but as I mentioned, some of Gasol's comments. Frank, I want to start on the game tonight. Uh, what what did you think was the key defensively, uh, really throughout, and kind of making it difficult for Sacramento to get open looks and rotations on the perimeter? What was the key there? Well, I just think our, our guys really had a high level of uh, attention to detail with executing the game plan against one of the hottest offenses in the league um, in Sacramento over the last few weeks is the number one, number one rated offense in the league, you know, and we had great concerns about what Fox was doing, what Buddy uh, was doing from the perimeter and, and their, their other role players as well, Barnes. Um, and our guys, you know, just play with great tenacity, uh, attention to detail, and um, really just had a, a gem of a defensive performance tonight. And offensively, I want to specifically ask you about Kuzma and just how efficient he got his 30 points, uh, what you saw him on that end and how much growth that he's shown being able to step into a number one role on given nights like this. Yeah, well, we we didn't read well against the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, and it's frustrating. We felt like we, we could have and should have won that game. Uh, they're a good team, but we, we didn't read, uh, read defense very well and take what the defense gives you. And uh, that was a major point of emphasis offensively for us. Uh, in the film session yesterday and in our, you know, uh, in our shooting work, you know, our individual shooting work that guys do. And, um, 
you know, I thought there was growth there by our whole team, you know, but I think Kuz, you know, was, was one of those guys that, um, you know, when he reads the defense better, he gets cleaner looks, knocks a few down, and then he starts feeling it. And, uh, you know, it got really hot for us and was a huge part of the win. And Frank, Mark didn't want to, Marcus all didn't want to share specifics of your conversation, but he said it's a tough pill to swallow for somebody that wants to play. Uh, and yet you saw how we played these last five quarters since Drummond's been out. How would you summarize that and, and just how it fits into context with everything? Well, I think people understand need to understand how good of a player Mark Marcusol is and how valuable he is to what we're doing. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna play our most important players. You know, so he's gonna help us win a championship this year. Uh, that's that's the plan. That's the vision. You know, obviously uh, Andre coming along, um, you know, gives us the depth. Uh, but we're gonna need all three of those guys. We stated that from day one. And you know, Mark's one of our most important players. He dominated the game tonight with five points. Okay, and this this is what Mark brings to the table. You know, he's a dominant defensive big, former defensive player of the year, and he doesn't need shots offensively, which is good for our group. You know, he 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 just uh, he facilitates, uh, he wins uh, the offensive possessions with his passing and his three point shooting. You know, and that's not always going to result in twenty points per game, or whatever, but it helps us win. And um, you know, it just uh, we all just need to recognize that how important he is to what we're trying to do here and. Um, like I said, like we're going to play our most important players. So, you know, we're excited about what he's going to do for us down the stretch. Brad Turner. How you doing, Frank? Good, BT. How you doing? Doing great, man. How much has Kuzma's defense evolved to the point that you put him on Buddy Hill, who's a really good outside shooter, and kind of hurt you guys the last time y'all played them? You know, Kuz plays hard. <laughs> like, that's the simplest way to put it. Like, I've never had a problem with – um, you know, when, when you have a guy like that, that gives maximum effort on the defensive end, you know, there's going to be certain matchups that, uh, you know, they're, they're challenging uh, for him that are, you know, that you can say it about any player, but when he brings a, a high level of, of focus and a high level of, uh, defensive intensity and effort, um, you know, he's going to more than survive out there. Uh, he's going to help our defensive proficiency, which he did tonight. And, you know, buddies and matchup, you know, in terms of chasing, chasing shooters, that's, that's a good matchup for Kuz, you know? So, um, you know, we felt good about that. He did a great job. Our bigs did a great job on buddy, um, you know, being up, you know, it was a team effort to, you know, to slow him down a little bit, but, you know, Kuz, Kuz deserves a lot of credit. Dave. Frank, Mark was clearly frustrated when he spoke to us and, and was, was pretty honest and forthcoming. I, I wonder in your role, how do you allow a player to have space to go through the emotion of uh, the news of, of a, a lineup change um, while keeping them connected to the group? And also, is, is there anything you've, you've gone through in your coaching career that's similar to this? I was wondering if I, I, I don't know what chapter and verse, but what Roy Hibbert and your Indiana Pacers team maybe went through in terms of his role changing and, and how you manage that uh, in your position. Yeah, uh, I have been through situations like this. You know, you coach the game, you, you know, it, it actually pops up a lot, you know, in different in different levels, whether it's starters or reserves or, or whatever. Um, you know, but, you know, addition, additions of good players change other guys' roles. And, um, you know, it usually all works itself out. You know, it, it really does. And, um, you know, I would say that the same thing about, about this situation. Uh, again, I, I'm not going to go into the, you know, the conversations that, that Mark and I have had. But the, the approach is full support. Like we're going it, to, it, you know, it's, it's difficult to see that your role is going to change. 
how can we support you? You know what I mean? And um, make sure they understand that, you know, they're a vital piece. Like Mark is a vital piece to us winning a championship this year, you know, and there's no other way to look at it other than that. So, you know, you just support your players in every way that you can, you know, the front office does, the coaching staff does. And, um, you know, you, you look for opportunities like, like this, where he comes in and, you know, he's a huge part of this victory tonight, you know, and uh, like I said, he's going to be a huge part of our, of our championship run. Kyle. Hey Frank, obviously KCP is one of your starters and one of the most experienced guys in the lineup, but with the exception of maybe the Philly game since the all-star break, it, it hasn't uh, really like popped on offense. Maybe um, what, what sort of was different tonight? Has there been any sort of coaxing from you or anyone else to kind of get him in a more active role in the offense? And then what can happen to make this a more consistent thing for KCP specifically? Well, KCP has been struggling and, you know, I want to take some blame for that, you know, because when, when AD and Braun go out, um, you know, KCP's role with those guys in the lineup is, you know, to defend and to hustle and to run the floor and knock down open shots when they come. And sometimes he gets a lot of them and sometimes he doesn't, and that's okay. Uh, but just to play through that. Okay. With those guys out, uh, you know, I haven't talked to KCP about this and, like I said, it's where I take blame, but I, I talked to him pregame tonight and said that we need him to play more of a scoring role with those guys out. And I want him to be more aggressive, both in catch and shoot, uh, attacking off the bounce, um, mid-range pull-ups, like whatever he needs to do to um, to give us more offensively. And uh, he responded in a big-time way at a, at a great first half, uh, really set a, uh, set a tone for our group that we're going to go after these guys with our offensive proficiency. And, you know, he deserves a, a lot of credit for tonight's win as well. All right, we'll take two more, starting with Rachel. Hey, Frank. Uh, just looking at Kyle's evolution over this season from a guy who said that he came to you at one point in training camp and said, I don't even know where I quite fit with this team. How would you describe sort of his arc as we're now at the maybe two-third mark? Continues to grow. And, you know, the, the greatest thing about Kuz is, approach this season has been his attitude, his positivity, his willingness to do whatever the team needs to win. And I, I think like, I think you learn lessons when you win a championship. And, you know, I think who's learned lessons like this last year, uh, where he's going to come in and, you know, his role's not going to change, whether he's starting or coming off the bench. Uh, he's able to do both, uh, but he's going to play the right way offensively, being aggressive, uh, reading defense, making extra passes when it's necessary and to, to bring maximum effort on the defensive end. So, you know, I, th I think when you have a guy that has, a, you know, a great attitude every day and, and brings positivity to your group, uh, you know, with his pure spirit, um, with, this, with the, the on-court abilities that Kuz has, you know, he's a winning player. And uh, I think we saw that in, in the championship run last year. And I think we've seen it for most of this year, but in particular now uh, with those guys out where he's able to carry a bigger load. Um, but... He's, he's really led our team, you know, with a, from a standpoint of, you know, we're going to we're going to get this thing to be a team first approach where he's he's trying to make reads and extra passes and uh, and play for each other. And, um, you know, ball found him a lot tonight and he was able to put up 30 points. But, you know, he's really making the effort to play team first basketball. All right. That's uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel right there. It's actually perfect because 
Uh, Coach finishes off talking about Kuz. When we come back, we'll get a chance to hear from Kyle Kuzma. 30 points tonight. Some great performances in the NBA tonight. One of those was Kyle Kuzma. Plus, we'll get to take a, take a quick look at the NBA standings, uh, preview a little bit the Lakers and the Clippers. We'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Pizza Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 115-94 Lakers over the Sacramento Kings. Quick turnaround. Lakers got the Sacramento or the Los Angeles Clippers coming up on Sunday, but it's an afternoon game. So we'll do pregame show at 11 a.m. Tip-off will be at 1230. Uh, game one of a seven-game road trip in the book. Six more to go for the Lake Show, even though they're going to be at Staples Center on Sunday. Um, Kuzma, 30 points tonight. 11 of 18 from the field. Getting a lot of love. Uh, it's also one of the things that Coach mentioned, which I think is great. Talked about how, you know... It, this isn't a player you ever got to question his energy. You never got to question his commitment. But one of the things that the Lakers have tried to kind of mold Kyle Kuzma into over the last couple of years, be a team guy. Um, can you go out and have individual performances and put up 25 or 30 a night, maybe on a bad team? Yeah, you probably can. But you're not going to win. And at this stage of his career, to have the opportunity to do both, where he's going to have games where he can go off, but he's got to be a player that you got to have more than just scoring. And I know tonight that that is what we're talking about, his scoring. Rebounds have been going up. Assists have been going up. Defense has been a little bit more consistent. So I think that combination is why you get excited about Kyle Kuzma. Uh, here's Kuz on the Lakers' W on his performance. Lakers over the Kings, 115-94. Uh, you guys go 17 for 33 from three tonight. Been a couple months of struggling from the outside. What was the difference maker today, and what can you do moving forward to continue that success from the outside? I think we just got to continue to have the confidence and continue to play the right way. I think uh, <clears throat> this is probably our best game. <clears throat> our best game, um, you know, with all those guys out uh, of the season from a standpoint of playing the right way and uh, doing it for 48 minutes. I think from <clears throat> from the jump, we did a great job making the extra pass. Obviously, uh, defensively, holding hold the team under 100 is, you know, what you want to do every time out. But um, even, you know, going into that second half, uh, trusting the pass, trusting the teammate, and we made shots. So I think uh, those are the factors. <clears throat> Dan Wakey. Hey, Kuz. I think I know the answer to this anyways, but um, you talk about staying confident. You know, you had, I think, we're three for 15, two games ago, one for nine. Uh, the last game, did your confidence ever waver? Um, and, and how do you keep your confidence high when the ball's not falling? Uh, I mean, I... <clears throat> Sorry, I mean, I put in a lot of work in this game. You know, I love this game. I love being in the gym. And, um, you know, it's going to come back around. It's going to come back around. So, um, you know, I had three rough games shooting the ball, but, you know, I like my shots, um, you know, just just had to get the mechanics right and, you know, just, you know, just keep letting it fly. Take good ones, and uh, they fell tonight. Kyle Goon. Because just want to ask something similar, but from a team perspective, I mean, when Andre gets injured, I'm sure that that felt just like 
man, like, what do we got to do? Or like, what, like, why are the injury gods looking at us? Um, that could have gone left and that could have been a huge discouragement. Why do you think that wasn't? Um, I mean, it was a toenail. <laughs> I don't think it was that serious. So, uh, I mean, you know, it was a toenail. So, you know, we weren't really scared. <laughs> you, uh, you, you've taken a lot of pride in your defense and you spent some time on Buddy Hill tonight. Is that just <laughs> your evolution? Because after all, he is a guard, I guess, playing the wing tonight. But are you pretty proud of the way you guys handled him tonight? Uh, yeah, you know, I take pride in, uh, you know, on the defensive end, um, you know, going back to last season and just it's all about it's all about growth. Um, I think over the past four years, I've done a great job of just trusting the process and, um, you know, just listening to coaches and, and, and applying it. You know, I think now I've done a great job of, you know, I'm slowly becoming an all-around player, you know, being able to play make, being able to score still, uh, play defense, rebound, and, and lead. So, um, you know, that's, that's just my focus. And, you know, uh, that's why I want to be here so I can continue to learn and learn from the great players ahead of me. And, uh, you know, uh, I just love this game. So, yeah. Kuz, was there a moment defensively where it, it really felt like it clicked for you or where you found, like, this is the thing that I can be really good at, maybe an on-ball challenge or something that, that a coach along the way gave you? Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I just I just kind of just told myself I got to stop being a B-word. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, just taking that challenge. Sorry, Allie. Um, you know, just taking that challenge and, you know, just trying to become an all-around dog. And, um, you know, simple as that, you know, I'm getting more and more confidence uh, guarding those point guards, shoot guards, um, being versatile. Like you said, guarding a buddy that's uh, running off screens, you know, guarding a four, you know, guarding a wing, you know, it don't matter to me. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, continue to get better and win games. And, you know, it's helping me on the court. And one more here. Let's go to Corey Harrison. Hey, cool. It's Corey from the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. You looked amazing tonight, hitting 6% of your shots from the field, finishing with the season high 30 points. What were you seeing out there tonight to make it look so easy? Uh, I was just letting the game come to me. I wasn't forcing anything. You know, you know, wasn't really trying to, you know, overdo it from an offensive standpoint of scoring and just letting the game come, um, you know, driving in the paint, trying to get a teammate open. You know, that was really my focus all night. And, you know, when it was there, you know, I passed it. And when it wasn't, I found myself kind of open and I just took advantage of it. And, you know, the game is just slowing down for me. And, um, you know, just credit that to a lot of film and, you know, just a lot of patience out there and, you know, a lot of watching, a lot of watching. All right, good work by Kyle Kuzma. Good work by the Lakers, 115-94 final over the Sacramento Kings. Um, there was some news that came out uh, a few hours ago, and the Lakers put out um, a press release on this. We are incredibly excited that the state of California announced guidelines today that will allow Laker fans to return to Staples Center. Now that we have the guidance, we will work with L.A. County Public Health and Staples uh, Staples Center to finalize our plans to have fans safely attend our games starting with the Lakers versus the Celtics game on April 15th. We look forward to welcoming Laker fans back to Staples Center to continue the journey with us to defend our NBA title. I cannot tell you how big this is 
um, obviously for everybody, the entire all of L.A., the community, to get a chance to start coming back to sporting events at Staples Center. I mean, you know, Michael talks about it all the time, him and John do. And I'm obviously at these uh, at Staples Center as well. There's just it, it is the weirdest thing. And yes, it's only going to be percentage of fans that get let in. But I got to tell you, it, this is exciting, exciting stuff. And I've heard players talk about it. Mark Keefe and I were having a conversation about this. Um, he was saying out there's more excitement going on these road games because there's actually fans there. So we don't. He was saying we don't even care if these uh, if these individuals are cheering for us or against us. It doesn't matter. At least there's some kind of energy. So that's obviously big news. This uh, pertains to the LA Kings. It pertains to the Los Angeles Clippers and the Los Angeles Lakers. So big news for Staples Center and really the state of California, obviously moving in the right direction here in regards to COVID-19. Uh, next game for the Lakers, I mentioned they got the Clippers on Sunday. I, I can't I can't really figure out the Clippers. I can't. They're 31-18 and 18 on the season, uh, or 32-18 and 18 on the season. Lakers are 31-18. Lakers have missed... Anthony Davis has missed 25-plus games this year, and Lakers and Clippers are only half-game separated. It doesn't make any sense to me. Every time you start looking at the Clippers, you're like, oh, man, they're on a they're on a streak here. Watch out for the Clippers. Here they come. They had won, I think, six games in a row, and then they lost to the Orlando Magic. Um, lost to the Denver Nuggets. I want to say that was yesterday. Uh, so they're on a two-game losing streak. Denver seems to have their number. I, I cannot understand the Los Angeles Clippers. I just can't. And keeping all that in mind and kind of looking at a big picture, Rajon Rondo, obviously a part of their team now. So Rondo now representing the Clippers. How weird is that? Got his contract with the Atlanta Hawks, got paid, but then eventually got traded to the Clippers. So uh, it, it is it's going to be a game coming up on Sunday that we can't really take too much from simply because uh, the Lakers obviously don't have their big guns but it's an important game still on the schedule. And I don't know what the Lakers are going to look like. If they shoot 17 of 33 from the three-point line again, maybe they come out with a win, be a tough game against the Clippers. Andre Drummond day-to-day, so we're still waiting to figure out if Andre Drummond's going to play in that game or if he's not going to play in that game. Uh, Like I mentioned, details for the game. Pre-game show starts at 11 a.m., tip-off at 12.30. Tune in tomorrow morning starting at 7 a.m. for Dr. Clapper. Kirk Morrison from 9 to 11. Lakers over the Kings 115-94. Pizza at Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN.